Hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my kind co-host, Micah Maddox. (laughs) We are thoroughly enjoying discussing shame this month during the launch and rollout of my book, Shame Off You. Yes, I'm so excited for you, Denise. So your book comes out this week. Yes. On Tuesday. Oh my so it's it's <laughs> happening. It's really happening. We are so excited about it. And today we are going to be talking about the battle of the mind and how it relates to overcoming shame in our lives. And the scripture of the day is from Romans 10, 11. Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. I love this verse because right there we see that our belief What our minds are ascribing to limits or allows shame into our lives. It sure does. This is going to be a great topic today, Denise. You know, sometimes we can blame our circumstances or others for our shame. We can blame our background or what we've been through, but you're saying that our minds can be the source of shame. Is that right? Yes. You know, we have approximately 70,000 thoughts a day, and so many of those thoughts are just futile. Left unchecked, our thoughts can take us down a path of being enslaved to shame. But our mindset also has a huge role to play in how we process all of those thoughts. You know, I think this is going to be catalytic for women who have dealt with and are dealing with this subject of shame. Mm. Because it comes down to our minds and how we think about things. So what does this mindset look like? So first, we have to develop a biblical mindset rather than a shame mindset. So we live in a fallen world, and we are surrounded by flesh. Try that again. We live in a fallen world and are surrounded by flesh, so a shame mindset comes naturally to us. Forming a biblical mindset will require discipline. We have to be well acquainted with God's Word to be able to develop a biblical mindset. The mind of Christ is not formed apart from God's Word. God loves us too much to leave us in that place of shame, but we have to seek Him through prayer and His Word to be set free. As you know, shame is a powerful tool of the enemy, distracting us from who we were created to be in Christ. Christ removed all of our shame and set us free. Sometimes, though, shame creeps back into our minds. So the mind is where we must war against the accusations of our soul. It's so true. The mind, it's, it can be a wonderful place and a dangerous place. Yes. Because it's a place where we can fix our minds on Christ and we can focus mm. and we can be totally in and in tune with God. And then we can be just the opposite. So getting into God's word is imperative for the believer and it can help us develop a biblical mindset. But what else do you think contributes to obtaining this mindset that's, that's just in tune and right with God? Well, I love what you said, you know, fixing our mind. Mm. And that's scriptural, of course. I think that's in Colossians. Mm -hmm. But I would say applying the Word of God. See, knowledge puffs up, and we can be around the Word of God, but not utilize it in our Mm -hmm. lives. I remember a lot of times hearing about the Bible sitting on the shelves, or even if people are studying the Word, but that they're not living it out, we deceive ourselves. So the biblical mindset towards shame is infused with Scripture, Then we take those truths and apply them right at the heart of shame in our lives. One huge foundational benchmark of this application comes back to an identity crisis we have in our mind. We talked a little bit last time about who we are in Christ. 
Shame is an accusation from the enemy on our very identity. Is our identity tied to our performance, our thoughts, other people's assessment of us, or is it tied to who we are in Christ? When we are falsely accused and shamed, we can remember who we are in Christ. When we feel boxed in and defined by shame, we need to remember our identity and our citizenship. We are a citizen of heaven by birth, being born again. Mm. Our identity in Christ means we can let go of shame. This requires discipline of the mind. We have to believe that the shame does not stick to us. Mm, Stop right there. So this requires discipline and belief. So it's faith, right? It comes Mm -hmm. down to my faith. What do I believe? You know, I always say if we're not practicing what we believe, what we believe is more like an idea that we think Mm -hmm. about, Mm -hmm. but we've got to put action to it. And I think that's what you're saying. Yes, that's a really good point. Because a lot of times, you know, like we were saying, people can be very religious. We can know these truths. We can, okay, if I just do this, But there's a component of faith, of belief that says, I believe God's able to do this Mm -hmm. and isn't dependent on my performance or me being ever good enough. Um, We can choose not to allow shame to reach us. What others say about us does not matter. We no longer live. Christ lives in us. When we consider that Christ chose to be unpopular, chose to be mistreated, we know that we're in good company. Yeah. You know, there in our shame, Christ is with us too. Our God will strengthen and enable us to rise above the overwhelming feeling of shame and dismiss it because of who we are in Christ. God's definition of us always overrides man's. Mm, Such truth here that can set people free if we really understand just who we are. Yes. Our identity is key, and when we really understand how shame is operating, we can be liberated from its reach too. Shame can only reach those who do not filter out shame's lies. I love this because we we are protected. We mm. truly have the blood of Jesus covering us and Amen. protecting us from this attack, really, mm-hmm. of shame. So it's it's so comforting just to hear you talk and to hear your passion and to read your book and to know where this message is coming from and to know that Jesus has covered it all. We're not condemned. You know, when when the conviction comes in, that's one thing and we have to stare it down and deal with it. But when we realize that we aren't condemned, Jesus doesn't condemn us, shame has no hold on us. Mm. We can be set free. And it does come down to this battle in our minds. So what do you think prevents people from having the mind of Christ? That's a good question. I, I think we all have lots of stumbling blocks, and, and it might differ you know, from person to person. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned earlier, it comes naturally for our minds to dwell on fleshly reasoning. So stumbling blocks like guilt. Some people have more of a guilt mindset. Mm-hmm. They feel guilty about things or doubting or lack of self-worth or maybe the influence of others around them can be stumbling blocks that can impact our minds in detrimental ways. Mm-hmm. But there are some things we can do to protect a biblical mindset. We talked about remembering our identity, but coupled with that is embracing humility. Mm, this is a hard one. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Because, again, we want to defend ourselves, right? We Mm -hmm. want to make excuses. But pride makes shame's reach prolific in our lives. We don't know how to handle shame, and our flesh freaks out at the notion that there's something deficient within us. 
But there always has been something deficient. In fact, at our worst, it seems there's nothing good in us at all. And it's true of all of us if you check out Romans 3.23 for a little mm-hmm. sobering. <laughs> but it's so freeing, you know, for real. Being, being willing to admit our flaws sets us free to let Christ live through us instead. We make a mess of things down here and might even be responsible for shame in our lives, but we are not defined by our shame. And having the humility to accept our part in shame does not mean we are defined by it. Right. Rather, we are able to accept the shame we cause and then move on from it. We don't stay there because of the forgiveness our God offers us. This is so freeing, and it's so powerful to be able to know that we can move on. Because I think so many of us stay stuck Mm -hmm. because we feel like either we've gone too far or we feel like our lives are too messed up or that thing that happened to us, we just can't get through it and we have a mark, you know? Mm. And I think so many women are affected by this, but are afraid to talk about it. Mm. So it's powerful that you've written a book about it because it allows us the freedom to speak up and say, me too. Mm. And say, you know, I've had mm-hmm. I've had shame in my past, or I've been affected by the shame of my family or my child, or, you know, whatever it is that has impacted our lives, this gives women freedom to speak up. And it's it's amazing. Yes. You know, you know, as you talked about pride. Pride can be such a stumbling block mm. to to me, I know, mm-hmm. and I know for others too. And so how do we adopt that humility mindset? How do we live humble? Like the Bible says, you know, live in humility and be humble and be meek. And how do we do that? How mm. do we live that out? Well, I just want to first say one thing you were talking about, about how people, it's opening a doorway for people to be able to talk about shame. You know, this book mm-hmm. is, but the irony is, it's like a shame to talk about shame. Right? <laughs> like, like, I mean, what? I, can't, I can't tell you. I mean, it was like Nehemiah building the wall and like people telling me, trying to shame me while I was writing on shame. Yeah. Like, really? You want to write about that? Really? Are you sure, Denise? <laughs> Please don't write about that. <laughs> right. But, you know, I think, you know, our relationships also can play a key part in us being able to walk this biblical mindset out too. Mm-hmm. And, At the heart of our relationships is this craving for acceptance, but our mind is where the battle takes place, whether or not we will silence shame or listen to it. And this is where good old-fashioned battling in the mind takes place. It Mm -hmm. says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5, We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God, and we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. You see, we have to fight for the mind of Christ. So often I think we think our thoughts are truth, but we need to question whether our thoughts are biblical. Are they in line with God's commands and standards? You know, it's not relative truth. Mm. I think this is something we all wrestle with every day because our human thought patterns are quick to lead us astray, especially when we're constantly allowing outside influences and information into our minds Mm. through the media and social media. So we have a real responsibility and we have a challenge to guard our minds from the enemy's sneaky devices of deception. So the only way to do this is to know the Word of God and to apply it Mm. to our minds. We've got to set the Word before us constantly and be ready so that when our minds deceive us, we are ready to call truth, truth, and lies, lies. 
Mm, that's so good. And you know, I, I hate to share this sobering truth here too. The battle's never a once and done proposition. It is it's day by day, right? It really is. We have to rise up, you know, and we have to put on the armor of God. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. You know, that mind of Christ. Scripture says that we have the mind of Christ. Mm. So it's available to us, but we often don't choose it because we let our minds go and think on things that are worthless. It's so true. We just fill our minds. I know for me, social media can just be this vortex that I just get lost in, right? And it's like it's like all of a sudden, two hours later, I'm like, whoa, where did the time go? In my mind, all of a sudden, I'm carrying like 400 people's burdens, and I'm worried about... 500 people's problems, you know, and I'm just seeing all of these other people's things that God said, you know, like, you don't have to carry all that. Mm-hmm. That's not for you to carry. And all of a sudden, I'm afraid and I'm worried and I'm anxious and I seep into this place of depression. And God says, hey, fix your eyes on me. Fix your Amen. eyes on me. Because when I fix my eyes on him, I can fix my mind on him. But when I don't, I can't. Mm-hmm. And so, I find myself wrestling with this, like being in the world, but not of the world, being in Facebook Mm. and being present there, but not just becoming overwhelmed by the burdens that are there. Mm. And, you know, I think it can be a wonderful place to share our hearts and our burdens, but then it can be a hard place because we want to take on everybody else's. And when we take on everyone else's thoughts and ideas, then we can't take on the mind of Christ. Yeah, that's so true. We have to bring him to him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, you know what also inhibits this battle for a right mind? Because really, you think about the scripture, it talks about God is a God of a sound mind. Mm -hmm. It's not a sound mind when we're letting our mind be so worried about all the shame and problems. Right. Presumptions Mm. from our insecurities. The Bible says that presumption causes strife. We think someone might be thinking such and such. Fear and worry and anxiety creep into our minds and try to steal truth and cloud our clear vision. Keeping our minds set on eternity rather than just focused on the here and now helps our minds to have a perspective that rises above shame. Mm -hmm. But bitterness is also key. Scripture tells us to get rid of a bitter root. Yeah, you know, I love how Scripture says get rid of every root of bitterness. Mm. But I don't know about you, Denise, but for me, this is really hard because so often in my life, bitterness kind of sits dormantly for a season. And then all of a sudden, when I least expect it, it comes knocking on my door and something happens in my life and it digs up that (laughs) ugly root that I've kind of pressed down for a long time. And Mm. I've got to revisit forgiveness and I've got to revisit setting my mind on Christ. I've got to revisit the shame I once thought I was over. I've got to revisit the regret (laughs) and the bitterness that just seeps back in over and over again. What about you? Yes. You know, sometimes shame from the past became bitterness that we Mm -hmm. never dealt with. I have this book called The Wounded Heart that um, I've done with my daughters. I'm still actually doing it with one, which is recovery from sexual abuse. And what is significant about this book that I love is it talks about when someone has done something that's caused shame in your life, it actually morphed into sin in your life potentially because of your response to that shame. Mm. And so sometimes we have to look back and say, what was my initial response that now became a pattern of bitterness or shame in my life that I need to, as you were talking about, revisit and deal with biblically? 
our mindset can be our ruin, especially mm-hmm. when our minds are set in shame or negativity. Negativity. It has been said that what we think on, we are. And that's actually scriptural. Mm-hmm. Scary thought. Until Christ. We can take our thoughts captive and redeem them by choosing to embrace God's grace rather than the harsh realities of shame in our lives. This world is tough. That's just the reality of it. We learn to develop thick skin and possibly a hardened, pessimistic, jaded heart to cope with all the struggles around us. But thick skin does not prevent shame from reaching our hearts and minds. We have to form disciplines with how we process thoughts and be aware of the thoughts that come through the gate of our mind. So powerful. You know, the word you use there, disciplines. Mm. You know, I think of physical discipline and spiritual discipline, but you think of mental discipline yes. and how to take everything thought captive it takes work and, and we can ask Christ takes, to help us that's too. right that's right you and know? that's the only way we can do it in his power and in his strength so Denise I'm just so excited because this week this Tuesday your book is coming out yay <laughs> only two more days for people to get the pre-buy offer that you have so generously offered so if you buy the book before Tuesday you will get the copy of the book and you'll get four free downloads and you'll receive them right to your email. It's going to be great. It's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. There's a scripture reference guide that covers over 40 common areas of shame with scripture that reveals the root, the fruit, and the cure of each shame, as well as a journal, a poster, and the first three chapters of Shame Off You. So before it comes in the mail, you can jump, get a jump start on reading that. Also, this Saturday, August 25th, you will be speaking at a women's conference. Yes, and you were talking about people being stuck Mm. in shame. And so we've been doing at our church a series on getting unstuck. Awesome. And so unstuck from shame. That is great. So you'll you'll want to check that out. You can scroll down and find the link to that conference August 25th. Denise and I will be there to greet you if you come out. And we would love for you to take advantage of Denise's book, and you can get that pretty much anywhere books Mm -hmm. are sold. So check that out. The raw truth today is that God is the God of a sound mind. We do not have to accept old mind patterns or behaviors of shame. Christ makes all things new. Hallelujah. Isn't that a great truth? Amen. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. The radical grace is that no matter how enveloped we have let our minds be in shame, God's grace is greater. And the real hope is that seeing our weakness is the beginning of recovery. We might be weak in our minds, but our resident God is greater. He is able to help us when we admit our need and cry out for wisdom and insight. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth.